This is Andaki Chisme, two sisters, one podcast. We're coming together to archive the stories of undocumented people while decolonizing Chisme. I'm your host, Andaki Chingona, and I am your host, Andaki Therapist. And this is Andaki Chisme. Hello, hello, and welcome again to Andaki Chisme. Uh, this is our second episode, and today we're going to be talking about chronicles of an immigrant child so thank you again for listening and for being here with us and we are super excited as you know we get we launch this second episode um we thank those who listened to the first one and we hope that you enjoyed it and you give us a like um that you subscribe and all that other good stuff yeah we we need some type of (laughs) you know how youtubers go with like subscribe click that Button here, <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> right there. here. <laughs> yes. Yes, but how about we just start diving into the conversation? Um, how old were you when you arrived in the U.S.? I was nine. I was nine years old. Um, I remember all of it, all all of that migration story that a lot of people, um, you know, don't remember. I feel like. I remember everything because like we shared in the in the last episode, our, you know, our mom was, you know, very uh, open, very open about our, I was going to say very chismosa. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Mom. I don't think our mom would like to be no. described as the señora chismosa. No. You so, know, sorry, but... mom. <laughs> sorry, mom. Um, the informative person, very communicative, um, yes. very transparent yes. with the process. Yes. <laughs> so how old were you, sister? I was 14. Um, so of course, I, I do remember a lot of it. I remember the whole process. I remember the weeks that led up to, what is it that we're going to take? <laughs> Just the backpack? Yeah. Uh, but I want to take my stuff. It's like, Sorry, honey, you, you, you can take whatever thing. fits in this backpack and we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of those memories for you when, oh, man. when you came here? <laughs> so many. I think the, the first one was, you know, my my border crossing story. I think a lot of people had it more difficult than me. But I think for me, it was practicing. And I don't even know if it's legal for me to say this or... Sorry, immigration attorney, you might be listening to this. (laughs) I'm outing myself. Um, But like my, you know, my mom and the vecinas, like our neighbors, um, making me practice my my name. Like what was your name? Victoria. Okay. (laughs) Right. Uh, And every time I would go visit my grandma, from the time we knew we were going to migrate, it was always the same questions. And what is your name, Victoria? And what's your age? I don't remember the age, but, you know, all those questions. Um, And I think just coming here, um, arriving with my two brothers and then having to wait for you and mom, like that was that was hard because people would introduce me like, oh, this is your tia and this is your grandpa. And I would be like, um, oh, no, yes. I don't have a grandpa. I don't like, have a grandpa. I only have two And grandmas. I said it in front of him, girl. <laughs> no, but I was like, he's not my grandpa. You know what? He did leave my grandma. <laughs> Um, he just said like oh, oh I'm going to work I'll come back and Did his ass lived my grandma with seven children mm-hmm. so I mean 
it is what it is. So if you said things how they were and how you saw them, uh, then, you know. I think I would always get in trouble for that, like having a big mouth, you know. And like my aunt uh, took us Remember to Remember when eat. they used to call oh you, sorry, God. when you were little and they used to call you, I don't know, was it some some name and, and you're like, Le Lucas tu madre. Or oh, something yeah. like it that. Was like, <laughs> right. Another <laughs> aunt. Oh man, this auntie's <laughs> but another aunt would call me Lulucas and then I I would hate that and I would tell yeah, her that's like that's not my name, right? But I wouldn't say that's not my name. I would say Lulucas tu madre. So like your mother, right? Um putting it back on yeah, my grandma, whatever. sorry. <laughs> I had to defend myself, right? But when this aunt did introduce me to our grandpa, um, she's like, oh, that's your grandpa. And I was like, I don't have a grandpa. That was here and in the U.S. That was here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. already. And my my dad was like, that's your grandpa. That's your mom's like dad, right? And I was like, I don't know him, but hi. <laughs> yeah. How many days were you here before my mom and I arrived? I want to say it was a week. About a week? About a week, yeah. Um, yes. I believe both of you arrived on my dad's birthday, but the not knowing if you were both going to make it and, you yes. know, like... We've I never was... been uh, away from yeah. our mothers mm-hmm. uh, overnight. Yeah. We've always been with her. Yeah. And it was like in hell, like, let me let me tell you, right? So I've always been uh, big mouth chismosa, 100%. <laughs> so, you know, when adults tell you don't listen into the conversation... I was listening to the conversations, zero bucks given. Um, and I would hear like how my mom and my sister, like what was going to go down. And imagine being like nine years old and listening to like conversations you're told not to listen to. Yes. Right. And then just like waiting at night for both of you to arrive and like, I remember waking up and it's like, oh, y'all made it. Like, okay, I can go back to sleep now. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I think, um, I mean, I can tell you from my perspective how it was, um, you know, coming here with my mom. Um, we flew to Tijuana um, and then we just crossed the border. Uh, we were hiding in a car and... Uh, I think, um, you know, um, just a heads up on the next episode, we will be interviewing our mom um, because there is a lot of conversations that we ourselves have not even had with her. Mm -hmm. I don't think uh, we've had this conversation about her own experience, about what it was for her to cross the border Um, that way. I I do, I can tell you that it was um, overwhelming for a child. And I know that my mom just wanted to keep us safe, uh, regardless of what happened to her. And I do know that she did faint a couple of times because she was hiding underneath uh, the back um, car seat of a very small truck. Um, and I mean, her it was so, so hot in there. I mean, it was April. It was already hot. Even though it was at night, I I don't know what it was that was underneath this the seat that it was so so hot that it melted one of her shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot wait to hear what her perspective, yeah, mm-hmm. her perspective was in in that. Um, and I think this is the first time that I talk about it without tearing up, uh, because every time I share that story, I think about how my mom could have died. Because we were in there for hours, hours in there. She was hiding in there for hours with 
no water with no air with not a lot of air it was so hot in there imagine like if your shoe is melting imagine how hot it was yeah. and i remember you know hearing are you okay are you okay señora señora está bien uh -huh. and at, at times she wouldn't respond Ooh, i'm getting i'm getting there um yeah at times she wouldn't respond because she she wasn't fully there um but yeah, like that, that's very impacting. And I'm pretty sure that other people had different stories. Uh, one of our aunts, um, Emma, she, um, she died a few years ago. Um, and she had to get lost in the middle of the desert uh, when crossing. Um, so we, we also acknowledge that some of her stories are, or some of your stories might be about the same as ours, as ours, and some others might be, um, I you know, a little more that. difficult. I always say that I was very fortunate to not have to um, experience what a lot of people experience, like even you and mom, right? Uh, for me, like I was, I was lucky. Like I, I flew out here, right? My only questions were like, what is that pink airplane? And people telling me it's going to Fresno. And I'm like, oh, Fresno, because it's pink. <laughs> that's right. But I'm making all these connections like strawberries. So that's, it was all a lie. That's yes, not why uh, they were here. <laughs> right? What can they say yes, to a nine-year-old yes. asking all these questions, not shutting up, you know, because <laughs> she just wanted to know everything. <laughs> At the same time, I also want to acknowledge that just because you're immigration story wasn't that one where it was like really really um i guess traumatic mm -hmm. um it's very very much valid because it's not just about crossing it's about all the shit that comes with once you're here yep and you're here with without, without a legal status yep for you and not just the legal status but coming to a whole new world you don't speak the language. You don't know how to navigate I the world. I thought I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I knew some words. I thought I knew I could defend myself. <laughs> Tell us about that. <laughs> oh, goodness. Like, I, I knew the basics because people that, you know, in Mexico that knew a little bit of English, um, they would teach me, like, the basic of, hi, how are you? But they never taught me how to respond. So when right. we arrived, we lived in my aunt's house um, in one bedroom, oh, all six fuck. of us. That was hell. Um, yeah. Summers, God, I hated summers. Um, I'm a know, summer child, but yeah, that, not not during that, that time. Was <laughs> bad with yeah. living. We lived in a garage. We then we lived, started not, in a room and then transitioned oh, yes. to the garage. The bedroom is what I will not forget. The garage was a little bit more okay. <laughs> because, but the bedroom yeah. was outside or next to the house. But the bedroom was not designed to, to be, be a, a bedroom. bedroom. <laughs> it was not designed to be a house. It didn't have AC. It didn't have any type of windows. air circulating because it didn't have any windows. Um, okay. It was just four walls. That's yep. it. I left yes. now, but back then it was it was hell. Yeah. Um 
But when we first arrived, my dad was getting ready for like you and mom to arrive. So he bought bunk beds. And when the delivery guy came, he's I was by the door playing with my Barbies. Yes, nine year old playing Barbies. Girl, I did not let those Barbies go 15. until I was 15. And that was because I wanted a quinceañera, right? <laughs> but the Barbies is what kept me sane. Yes, um, you no, know, no, no shame in that. Whatever, I miss my children safe. <laughs> no, but um, so I was playing with my Barbies, and the guy comes and he's like, "Hi," and I'm like, "Hi." And he's like, "How are you?" And I say, "Oh, how are you?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, fine. How are you?" And I say, "Fine. How are you?" <laughs> and then he says a whole sentence, something, something, and I'm like, "What did he yeah, just say?" And so I run, and I'm like, "Dad." come to my rescue <laughs> because i don't know anything this dude is saying right oh man yes <laughs> yes the whole living in that room um just living in that house overall was not very pleasant uh we were not really welcomed in the place that mm-hmm. we were in um i i from what i remember there is um things that our brothers did that they should not have done. Um, I do have to acknowledge that. Um, I I have ve- I don't have a lot of knowledge about what happened, but I know that it's something that shouldn't have had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and but but the whole experience of being there was again no AC, no no air circulating in there. The summers were so so hot, yeah. and the winters were the. I, I could I still feel those in my bones like I could feel the cold in my bones regardless of how many blankets yeah. we had no inside. tiger blanket was gonna save me yeah no blanket was gonna save you like mm. it was bad yeah. and and yeah and the whole how about the experience of going to school oh man that was hell and I think it was hell for you too you know, praise us and <laughs> I don't even know how we did it. It was bad. It was, it was really bad. bad. When at least for you, they didn't. They just fully just threw you there in a class yeah. where nobody spoke Spanish. My teacher, um, Mrs. Edwards. Right. I couldn't even say her name. The name of the school, I couldn't even say it. It was like a bunch of letters just put together for me right but I would make myself throw up because I didn't want to go to school I was like I'm not going to school and uh so my dad you know he's a construction worker but he drives one of those big heavy um carts in order to carry you know all the equipment that he needs so he would come and pick me up because the school was like 30 minutes walking distance and there was Mm -hmm. no way that you know my my little fat meatball (laughs) self was gonna walk those 30 minutes um but I I hate walking (laughs) not not bad you know no no shame and I take a lot of pride in in being a fat woman um and no shame like I see some you know some of my peers that are really good at working out so but just myself personally I'm not a walker I'm not a runner and so yeah I can't if I cannot work out you know but yeah just a disclaimer there you know what now I also want to make another disclaimer um for those of you who know us um you've seen pictures of us maybe you've seen us we have shared spaces with us 
Um, if you want to get to know us, you can also follow us. And we'll be uploading we videos are. on right. YouTube. We will be uploading videos on YouTube so you know what this process is mm -hmm. like for us and also how we look like. Um, and it's important to acknowledge um, I we have different types of privileges. I am a light-skinned person of color. Um, even though I don't have like the light eyes or maybe blonde hair, I do. Um, I am very much white presenting, and I, you know, I, I feel like we have to acknowledge that. And you know, there's a lot of privileges that come with that. I'm also able-bodied, and I have the privilege of being um, thin. And so Maria, on the other hand, um, she's faced the uh, different um, types of obstacles uh, because she's brown, uh, curly hair, um, uh, you know, fat. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, there's just like the features are also, um, yeah, I guess not, not white presenting. Like if you were to see her... Um, if you were to just see her um, You'll definitely without know. speaking, it's like, okay, she's not white. Um, <laughs> if you were to see me before speaking, of course, if I'm just <laughs> quietly and just standing there, would you think I'm white? Probably. Um, so yeah, just throwing it out there um, for those of you who can only listen to us, um, just to, so that you know where we're coming from. Mm -hmm. But anyway, getting back to your story about school struggling in yeah. school as a new uh, arrival. My my dad, so he he would come and pick me up to take me to school, and he would park, and obviously that truck makes a really loud noise, like right. I don't know <laughs> something <Yes>. like that. <laughs> something like that. Um, but yeah. he so he would come, and as soon as I heard that, I was like, I'm sick, and my mind would oh, just get yes, sick. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would get, you know, a cold right away within minutes. I would go to the restroom and start throwing up. And, but for and real, like, it wasn't, yeah. like... It no, wasn't me faking real, it. I yes. would get really sick. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so my dad... Uh, you know, shout out to my dad because he's like, he didn't force me mm -hmm. to go to school. And I appreciate that yeah. um, because they knew like people later, they found out like people were bullying me and like I was getting detention for not finishing the homework that I didn't freaking understand. Um, yes. You know, the lunch ladies became my best friends uh, trying yes, to help yes, me figure yes. out the homework. But he he would give me like little assignments. Uh, like, oh, today you're going to learn your ABCs. And by the English, time I get yeah. home, uh, you're going to tell, say them to me, right? Or like mm -hmm. the little bit that he knew, like in English, he would try to teach it to me um, yeah. so that I wouldn't fall behind. Yes, yes. Please, so. please do listen to your, the things that your children do not say. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that we say without putting it in words. Again, you experiencing bullying having children making fun of you making fun of you not speaking english the way you look the way you dress um you know um a lot of the times we don't have the words to say mom dad they're they're like making fun of me yep. it's just like that those physical symptoms that you were showing it was a a cry for help mm -hmm. but yes thank you I'm, I'm also glad that my dad was able to yeah to see that to see that there was something mm -hmm. off um and he didn't force you yeah and for them it was weird because we were both really good at school like in mexico right like you were the la banderada so like the yes. highest honor from kindergarten yes. i was the banderada 
Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's called in English, but the know. person it's that like carried the highest, the highest honor if you could have. Yes, the person to... that carried yeah. the flag every Monday when you, like here in the U.S., you do like the Pledge mm, of Allegiance every day uh, in yeah, the second the period. Of um, yes, in, in Mexico, there's like a whole thing where five people carry the flag around like I, a militaryish type of way, but there is that one person that's carrying the Mexican flag around the patio. Maybe we can post a video. We can. Find I know we should. We should put it in there. Yes. Yeah, but um, you know, in kindergarten in Mexico, I was also like the oh, banderada, yeah. and I knew that if I kept up with my grades um throughout you know elementary school, that I was gonna get to the to the level of my siblings, um. But so that's why I think my parents knew something was off because it's like, how does someone go from loving school to like yes, now hating it? Um, but yeah. And what about you? What was your experience? Uh, when it comes to school, I've always loved school. I've always loved learning. Yes, I would <laughs> always read. Um, when I came here in Spanish, whatever Spanish books I could get a hold of, I would continue mm-hmm. reading them. Um, uh, but for me... I didn't know shit. I didn't even know how to say hi. Oh my goodness. It was like, it was, I knew nothing. But I do, in my case, I did put me in a school as a ninth grader where people start learning how to um, speak English. So they were like very specialized ESL classes. Even though I had a history class, the history class was about us reading out loud. And I remember... I hate, I hate reading out loud. Uh, my brain just doesn't work in the same way that other people's brains work, that they can just read um, and sounding like they're talking, like they're having a conversation. <laughs> yeah. I cannot do that. But more right there when I did not know the structure of sentences and we were reading history books out loud. And of course, my accent, I hated it back then, especially because my teacher at the time um, he would always praise those accents from like like not Hispanic accents, oh, yeah. um, or not Mexican accents, I guess, because mm-hmm. there was this girl from Colombia. You know how in Colombia there is like a different um, tone when yeah. you're when you're speaking, and he would always praise her. He would always praise the Ukrainian girls, uh, but of course those that had more like Mexican type of accents, mm-hmm. um, he didn't like them very much, and he would cut us short. And okay, do you want to read again, Colombian girl? And yeah, it was that. And then some other another time, I remember like in another class where we were reading like some words out loud, and I remember the word C A N. I was like, oh shit, I know this one. Like, hey, hey, I my turn, my turn, because I don't know how to say the other ones. And I go like, can. And my teacher is like, no, it's not can. It's can. And I'm like, that's what I said. And then she's like, try again. And I'm like, can. And she's like, no, can. And I'm like, ooh, can. No, not can. Can is a doll. Can and she made me repeat it like I don't oh know how many God. times and I'm like from that was in 2001. It's 2021 and I still remember it as if it was yesterday. Not knowing how to pronounce words and the teachers highlighting that you don't know shit, that you don't know how to say words, that you're not cut out to be in school. So oh, hell. Yes, I you know all of that stuff. I remember on my tenth um, as a sophomore. Uh, the following year, 
all of the people that we were like the cohort of people that were um, in that you know in that newcomer high school which doesn't exist anymore um, we were just transferred to a regular high school Montclair High School and I was put in all the regular classes I didn't have oh wait, I had one ESL class but all of the ones were regular classes regular English regular um, math regular everything and all of my the cohort were still together with the different with the same teachers and all and I remember like getting mad like why why do I have to be in regular classes and my friends are together and one of my the counselor told me oh it's because we see your potential we see that you know you're ready to be in regular classes and it's like what can I do to for you to keep me with my community with the people that understand me and they're like no we can't do anything about it so the first thing I learned to say, the first sentence that I learned to say was, I don't know how to speak English, don't expect a lot from me. And I repeated it over and over again for, for I don't know how long, <laughs> and our cousin helped me to, to figure yeah. out how to say that. Um, just practicing, practicing, practicing. But again, I don't. the anxiety got the best of me, and I never said it. Like, I, I, I couldn't say it. <laughs> So I just kept, uh, you know, uh, living a day at a time. But it's not just the educational world. It's just like many different worlds that we have to navigate. Um, and I can think of one instance where oh we didn't even... Okay, so apparently here in the U.S. crossing the street... Yeah, I was just thinking about that story. <laughs> right? Apparently you're not allowed to cross the street. Because then you get a ticket. Because you get a ticket. Tell us about that. Who got a ticket? Why? My siblings, my two brothers. You didn't get one then? I didn't get one, okay. no. But I would still do it with my mom because the laundry mat was like right across right the street across. from our house. But we thankfully never got caught. But we, our brothers did, and that was hilarious. Yes, we didn't know, like, okay, so you cannot cross the street unless you're at a, what is it called? Like Intersection, a stop, yeah. at a stop sign, or just in assigned places where you can cross the street. Let me tell y'all, if you've never been to Mexico, there's no such you just thing go for that. it. <laughs> and pray for your life. Yes, when you when you can't, like, you learn to be very alert of your yeah. surroundings. You know how to cross the street, when to cross them, when all not that to good cross. stuff. Yep. Here, we were safe. Like, there were no cars at all. But as soon as they crossed, <laughs> the cops, since the police station was, like, right around the corner, yep. there were a lot of cops in that community. So, yeah. They got a ticket right there, uh, but they previous... didn't just do it because they were want like they didn't know like they did try to use the crosswalk, yes. <laughs> like they tried right, but like you know. Okay, let me <laughs> tell you. children, man. Shout out to you all. Yes, yes. Let me tell y'all. Um, and I don't know if anything if this happens to anybody, but something that happened to our brother, and he's always talking about that is he tried to cross the street the right way uh, were you there too no but i just heard the story yes yeah, so they tried to cross the street the right way you know they were like they clicked the button where it tells you that you're that you should cross now yeah and, you know, they waited for the little monito, the little walking person telling you you can walk. So they started walking. 
And then there's the stop, you know, the hand that shows that the lights right up, hand. the right hand that lights <laughs> up to, to tell you to stop. So then we'll just like turn around and walk back. Because <laughs> nobody told us that we could cross while that hand is blinking, like going like, you know, thinking, right. whatever. Right. And my brothers, we knew like as soon as you see the red hand, you cannot cross anymore. So for them, there was not enough time to like cross the street because the little hand would pop up. And for them, it was like, let's run back and press the button again. Right. So they couldn't just do that and that's why they avoided God. trying to do that because they 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 couldn't so they just they crossed the street the way they knew yeah and that's what they got the ticket and again there were just like so many and that's why we talk about it as chronicles of an immigrant child uh, because that's what they are just yeah. so many experiences that we that we go through yeah. and um, that are funny <laughs> now but looking back they um they were not, they were funny. not funny exactly they were painful exactly they were imagine like painful. not being able to cross the street just because a little red hand pops <laughs> up and you're now like in the middle of the street having to run back i don't know what why they would run back instead of just like i'm halfway let me just finish it off it's interesting the way our brains work <laughs> I know, that's all bro. i gotta say <laughs> But now that I think about it, I'm like, man, I would have done the same. Like, run back, press the button, right? But then there's a button on both sides. <laughs> I don't know. But yes. I, I think a lot of this goes beyond, like, you know, the typical stories that you hear about, like, immigrant children translating documents, going yes. to their parents, to the doctors. That's all very real. But there's a lot more um, more stories. I think that, you know, maybe we should even include it as one of our, our little segments. I know that this episode is also uh, different than, you know, what we said you all should expect, but mm -hmm. we just want you all to really get to know us so that you can welcome us more with an open heart, open mind um, into your spaces as you continue to listen to our episodes. Yes, and also know that whatever it is that you share with us, we are going gonna really care we're gonna cherish those is it cherish, cherish. Ay, pero, me pero mira we're gonna <laughs> quererlas we really honor those stories and we really want to take care of those stories whether you want to share them with us um, yeah. anonymously um, know that there's no judgment behind any of the things that we do there's absolutely um no ill intent with any of the things that we do as what we do is want to share um, some of our stories but more than anything have give you that space for you to share those stories that you don't get to share with other people so we also invite you to you know dm us and share with us your your personal chronicles of you know being in as an immigrant child what that looked like any stories that now you find funny but you know back then um were you know maybe a little painful <laughs> yeah i um something that i guess i didn't officially share is that i am a therapist mm -hmm. uh, the program that i attended at CSUSB is a clinical counseling psychology um of course i think that many of you got from that that i graduated as an associate marriage and family therapist and of course, our experiences may have been traumatic. Mm -hmm. um, 
and we're not here to make fun of our trauma. However, we want to acknowledge that some people heal um, through humor. Yeah. Um, at least for me, um, you can chime in and, and Same agree. Same here. <laughs> uh, or yes. not agree. Uh, but some people um, do heal and find humor healing. At least for me, seeing those stories that, or my own stories that maybe felt traumatic at the time and had a negative impact in my life at the time. Mm-hmm. Now I've been able to share them with others and put them in a in a different light, uh, knowing that it's it's a lot of these things are a part of life, um, and it's okay. It's okay to to put them in whatever perspective we want to put them because at the end of the day we are the owners of our stories yep amen to that i wish i could like snap but we're not snappers (laughs) but i hope you can hear this i'm gonna get myself my little clip and clip (laughs) away um no but i i totally agree i think that for me now that i think about like a lot of memories or things like that like i laugh about them right because it's like oh that's that's kind of funny it's like, cute it's, 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 I, you know in a way that <laughs> yes, in a way that we are talking about these stories we are also taking care of our inner child or our inner children um, and just embracing that part of ourselves and being compassionate mm-hmm. towards that part of ourselves yes. where you know you were throwing up that's completely okay you were trying to keep yourself safe and you felt safe at home, you did not feel safe at school. That's completely okay. And I think that's also very important in trying to heal from these stories, um, to be compassionate towards yourself now, and to also be compassionate towards yourself as a child. Embrace that child, uh, put a new light to those experiences, and tell your inner child to put that light. Yep. I'm like, yep. I'm like thinking back to like my my childhood right and like like you said not like even beyond the like before the crossing like I remember writing store letters right I left some dolls with my friends again I loved my Barbies I loved my dolls like I wish I could go back and like you know bring them just to have them um, because I know how hard it was for like our parents to even purchase those dolls yes. um, so Thank you to my parents for all the dolls they ever got me. <laughs> I love yeah. them and I appreciate them and I miss them. <laughs> but I did leave some dolls with my friends and I wrote them letters on like instructions on how to take care of them, <laughs> right? Like, so even that, like letting go of those things, I'm like, oh my God. Um, and like now, um, you know, having to take care of that, you know, like you said, that inner child and yeah. kind of bringing back those those things by accepting certain things that remind me of of those memories and you know like laughing about it I think that that's perfectly fine because it's like yeah I wrote a letter like (laughs) like how embarrassing (laughs) but I I needed to make sure that my dolls were like well taken care of and now it's like I don't even dare ask them like what you did to my doll (laughs) like do you happen to still have it can I have it back I left my friends too like oh my god this is so embarrassing I left them like pieces of my hair. No, they could have done no. blue hair on me. 
no, <laughs> which no, shit, but I didn't leave them because I didn't know what else to like leave them so that they could remember me right and now we don't uh, even talk and I'm like I I do <laughs> think it's oh it, it's pure that's the thing that comes to my mind is like that pure innocence mm-hmm. of having nothing having absolutely nothing knowing that you're gonna yeah that you had only a few possessions that you held very dear to your heart and then you were going to transition (laughs) no but you had your dolls in the and you were you had to say goodbye you were going to come to another place where you would have absolutely nothing and so what is it that you have that you can offer to people Mm -hmm. and your hair was something (laughs) that you can think of like that is really pure like that is really I mean I, I can I can um, I hear you when you say it's it's embarrassing, um, but just know that at least on on my eyes that that is yeah that that is love um, yeah. that is love in in different words. Um, yeah. Everybody has a different love language. Of course, we can talk about it another time. Um, but that's how you were showing love. Yeah. You know, you cannot say I love you, but you showed that you give them that part of yourself to demonstrate their love. Your my love hair. I know everything. How do we Girl. Now I think back, you know, that meme that says whoever is doing like brujeria on my life, like stop it. Yeah, <laughs> if it's one of y'all, like I know you may might not be listening, but please stop. <laughs> You maybe um we can do on our next Spanish uh episode if you can put that in there. Yeah, I'll throw it out there because just in case you're listening, right? I am still looking and just really quickly so we can kind of close off. I am looking for my childhood crush <laughs> just to like connect and like know what he's up to because I'm very curious. So I was okay. like even quote unquote uh-huh. married at a kermes <laughs> with him, like <laughs> we exchange vows. All right, like... all right. What, what is her his name? Jonathan, but I don't know his last name. Okay, y'all. So Jonathan, like TikTok, you're listening. Jesse, do your thing. No, but Jonathan I have asked from, family members. Velarde, or was it from kindergarten? No, kindergarten was a name. So forget that. Oh my name. goodness, you <laughs> always have so many um Little love uh, <laughs> interests. <laughs> No shame in yeah, that. Yeah, you're so noviera. Um, I had my first boyfriend at 18, so I don't have nobody from back then. But Good. but okay. Jonathan, if you're listening, please um, hit us up. I'm Christopher, not... if Sorry. you're listening. Sorry, boyfriend. <laughs> no, not, not, not in a love interest, but more of right, a, right. Yes, a connection, right? Kind yes. of like, how are you doing? What have you been up to? Like, even when I got the opportunity to base in Mexico under advanced parole, um, I was, I wanted to connect with him and like he looked out his window according to my uncle, but I, he didn't come out and like that made me really sad because it's like, dude, you, you're that little piece of my childhood mm-hmm. that could have given okay. me a little bit that, that closure that I wanted, right? As um, being able to go back um, 
but yeah like that i'm telling you i have so many embarrassing stories <laughs> that i think are fun and you know from from my childhood but um i if guess you would like to come hear, <laughs> if you would like to hear any in particular please let us know yes. if you would like to share one of your own stories that you might think it's embarrassing, but maybe you want our feedback or the way we, you know, we see that. Yep. Uh, you're more than welcome to let us know. Or any um, ways to yes. like heal that inner child. We have Myra here. Take advantage. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but for um, real. Uh, yes. So also <laughs> just to putting it to put it out there. Even though I'm a therapist, this is not a form of therapy and does not replace therapy. Yes, if you are looking for therapy, please follow Myra uh, for any type of resources. Uh, I know she loves to share a lot, so thank you for, for that. And I think with that, um, we can go ahead and close this episode. Thank you all so much for listening on our next episode. Like we said, it is going to be a Spanish episode as we will be interviewing our mom. Uh, so if you have any Spanish-speaking uh, family members, please make sure that they... Uh, they know about this so that yeah. they can listen to it um, and if you have any questions for our mom please again dm us or put it in the comments so that we can make sure to ask her uh, and hopefully in the next episode we will bring in all the segments that we told you about um, so if you have any chisme to share with us any chronicles of uh, your immigrant child's you know, please feel free to share those with us as well. Um, any last words, Myra? To finish up with the quote for today, um, this is more of a self-affirmation um, that I would like to share with you. And this is, it goes something like, I am doing the best that I can with the knowledge that I have, with the tools that I have, and with the resources that I have. Maybe two years ago, it didn't look the same. But at the same, at that time, I did the best that I could with the knowledge that I had, with the tools that I had, with the knowledge that I had. And know that tomorrow, however that would look like, you will be doing the best that you can with the knowledge that you have, with the tools that you have, and with the resources that you have. With that being said, um, I just want to encourage each and every one of you to continue to embrace that inner child. And continue to embrace and to show yourself self-compassion. Because regardless of what you're doing today, know that you are doing your best. And once again, thank you for tuning in. This is Undocu Chief Smith.